Hey, it's Chell. And Josh. And welcome, welcome to, to the Unstuck, Unstuck Institute. Institute. Stuck in a day job you hate? Not sure how to start and grow your own business? The Unstuck Institute podcast is all about helping you take your next step on the road to working for yourself. Hey, hey, Unstuckers, Josh here, as joined every week by my co-host, Chell. Say what's up, Chell. What's up, Unstuckers? We are back for one final topic of this 2020. Can you believe it? 2020 is almost over. Thank God. (laughs) I know there's uh, a general shared feeling out there of, um, thank God. Um, (laughs) I know some things have happened that are good this year. Good for those things. Um, And good for you if you had an okay year. (laughs) Most of the world is like, oh, thank God. Um, (laughs) This will be our last episode, uh, our last regular Wednesday episode of the year. We're going to take a little uh, time off for the holidays. Um, But we are, just so you know, going to have a very special casual Friday this Friday. Um, We're going to have our first ever Unstuck Roundtable we're going to bring back three guests uh, from uh, shows past, and we're going to talk about uh, plans and such for the new year, 2021. And then we will be going on holiday break, and we will come back in the new year uh, refreshed. And we've got already got so many cool interviews and topics lined up for you guys, uh, so we're so excited to share them. Anyway, that's a little programming note. But first, we still have one more topic to talk about in 2020, and that is how and why you should start your own mastermind in 2021. Chell, why? Let's start with why. Why should people start? <laughs> their so own I mastermind? feel like for, for us, this topic is really near and dear to the heart, right? Like this is how you and I started brainstorming initially, like mm-hmm. how we started brainstorming our businesses. We were like in an in-person mastermind and then we were like, huh, people actually like our advice? Huh, maybe we should start a podcast and share our advice with the masses. So I feel like this is such an appropriate way to end 2020 and get you guys in a mindset to start potentially doing this in the new year. So your question was why? Why? So you get different perspectives. It is imperative, regardless of what industry you're in, to have someone else's um, take on it, right? Because you can be so close to something Like, for example, I'm way too close to my course and sometimes I need some outside perspective on it. So Mm -hmm. perspective, I think, is probably the main reason to have a mastermind. And second, because as a solopreneur, it can be really lonely not having like a work aspect or like a work area to go into, especially now that we're working at home. But like most solopreneurs have a laptop and usually a coffee shop and it's not like you're talking to a bunch of people. So I think it's really important to be able to come together with not necessarily like-minded people, but hopefully they are in some ways that can help like positively lift you up and ba- then and people that you can bounce ideas off of as well. So that's my why you should start a mastermind. Do you have anything to add to that? I think that was perfectly said. I agree. Um, and then for those of you, I would add that uh, for those of you who are like, what's a mastermind? Mastermind sounds uh, scary or or official <laughs> or, or something than you're ready for. Um, no. No, it's not. Uh, I mean, that's, I'm just speaking from my own experience. That's kind of how I felt when we started ours. Like, oh, I don't, I don't know what I like, what I bring to the table. What do I, 
uh, what do I get out of this? This sounds like, you know, having a board of directors or something. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> but, um, so, but yeah, for the reasons you just said, like, it's, it's really imperative and great to do. And, um, in, in case you have absolutely no idea what we're talking about, uh, we're going to walk you through it a little bit, but the basic is a mastermind is a bunch of, uh, or a group of business owners or business people who will come together to exchange ideas, um, and try and help each other out, um, and loosely, the format is just everyone gets a turn to talk about what's going on in their business, and everyone gets a chance to input their advice and and thoughts on what they're doing. And you take turns, and you walk away, hopefully, with some perspective, like you were saying, and um, all of that. So with that, let's talk about some do's and don'ts for starting your own mastermind. One, I would say, is uh, if you're thinking... Well, is there like a mastermind I could join or how do I find one? No, just start your own. (laughs) (laughs) So one, absolutely start your own. Um, You can find, you don't need many people. In fact, that's going to be one of my tips later. It's like, you don't want too many people. Um, You want like anywhere from three to maybe five total max um, people because you all need time to talk. And if you get too, too unruly, um, uh, in terms of the number of people at the table, then that's going to be a long meeting. A hundred percent. Yeah. So first tip is um, limit the number of people and, um, and, and think about it this way first. How much time do you want for both talking and people to respond and give their advice for each person's business? Because keep in mind, like a 10-minute monologue on what I'm doing uh, doesn't give me any feedback if all I have is 10 minutes, right? So um, it can be, at, I wouldn't say go shorter than 10 minutes. I'd say somewhere around, what, 15, maybe 20, depending on the number of people you got. What do you think, Chell? Yeah, I agree with both of those statements. So going back to what you said real quick about starting your own, I tried when I first moved to Albuquerque to join someone else's mastermind, and it was very, very, very casual. Like, They just met very impromptu. Attendance was not mandatory and no one ever showed like no one took accountability for it. So perfect. That leads me to my next point. (laughs) (laughs) That's another thing I wrote down before starting this podcast was consistency is key and attendance needs to be mandatory. (laughs) Yeah, it's super important. So piggybacking off of that and your other question. Yeah, I think 10 to 15 minutes is perfect. And then that also leads into like, how often do you want to meet, right? So like, if you're meeting more frequently, you probably don't need a ton of time to catch up, but all of those things need to be taken into account for sure. Right. Yeah. So if you consider like our casual Fridays are a very loose format, rough idea of a mastermind between me and Shell. And we, um, we essentially meet weekly because of that. So we take 10 minutes each and that's um, we usually go a couple minutes over, but it's fine. Um, <laughs> so keep that in mind versus like, if you're meeting monthly, it's 10 minutes is probably not nearly enough. So you probably want just closer to 20, um, for again, both your report, what you're doing, what your questions are, what people can help you with and giving them time to not only respond directly to you, but to bounce off each other's ideas, which generally creates a great, uh, new idea for you. Um, so yeah, the, the how long you want to talk and uh, how often you're meeting are going to factor into, again, how many people are in that mastermind. So if you're going to meet monthly and you're going to each take 20 minutes, then if you have 10 people 
That's 200 minutes. That's two hours and 40 minutes, right? Wait, I did that wrong. That's not right. <laughs> that's, that's three hours and 20 minutes. <laughs> so uh, also is a reason I don't do math for a living. Um, <laughs> but um, the point is you, you don't want that. So kind of consider both those factors at the same time so that you're not signing yourself up for a three-hour plus meeting. Um, generally, I, I think, I don't know what you think, Chell, I think people's attention span um, isn't much more than an hour in these kinds of settings when you're like really trying to listen to people really, really intently and come up with good positive feedback for them to uh, take their thing to the next level. That's a lot of brain power. And um, doing it much more than an hour, it means that the person going last at the three-hour meeting is going to get nothing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. No, I completely agree. So I started the first one that I ever did when I was in Nevada and there were five people in it. So we would meet for like two to three hours once a month. And like most of the people in it were very long winded. So by the time you got to the end, like they were done and they were excited because they all figured out like what was positive for them. And then usually for whatever reason, I always went last and I was just like, okay, where's the support guys? Anything? So yeah, Anything? no, I 100% <laughs> agree with that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so keep that in mind. If you go weekly and you're going to go like 10 minutes each, um, you could probably have five or six even people if you want to push it um, and be just over the hour mark. But if you're going to meet monthly, I would say no more than four and do, I'd say three is really good because 20 I minutes think three times is the three sweet spot. Is I think three is really nice. the sweet spot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because that, yeah, over an hour, people really start losing it and it's, it's fine. It's just, that's all the brain calories going away. But um, yeah. And if you can't figure out who you want in your group for three, you could always have multiple masterminds with different groups of people. Um, and we can talk about the next step and how this kind of relates to that. But you can always have multiple masterminds for like different aspects of your business, right? Like you don't always have to listen to the same two or three people's opinions of what you should be doing. So you are your own boss. You can be the boss of your own mastermind or masterminds. Um, so just remember that, guys. There's a lot of fluidity here, but also rules. Yeah. And yeah, so make sure that people <laughs> stick to their time limits. Make sure people show up because nothing makes a mastermind fall apart faster, especially when you're in a small, small group than one person not showing up and people going, well, if they're not going to show up, why should I show up? Or like, I made the time to be here. Um, and if y'all show up for each other all the time, then you're going to, um, continue to do so pretty easily. Um, okay. You kind of touched on it a second ago, but you want similar levels of experience. You want, um, you want people who, um, and, and similar levels of business, quite honestly, like you don't need to go out. I don't think, and get, um, two or three or four, for people in your industry, um, that could actually be detrimental in some ways. You, if, if you do have people in your industry, you got to make sure that they're very open and have that like abundance mindset versus that competitor mindset, because that competitor mindset, you're not even going to be able to get started. Um, so keep that in mind if you're vetting people within your own industry for this. But in general, I like to support people um, reaching outside their industry because you, um, you kind of get stuck in your job and your niche and your industry. And you have that way of thinking, that way that you've been trained into that um, 
like a personal chef, for instance, in my case, um, has a very different view of how to think about my business being an IT guy. So I think like those kinds of that adds to that perspective that Shell was talking about initially and um, and gives you more than just like a second eye, but a second very differently trained eye on your stuff, which is just oh so valuable. So one, you want to kind of make sure that it's the right fit of, of other businesses. Like, um, I think, you know, for me and Chell, we're both very service-based, right? And with our online course stuff, we're very online course-based. Um, so there's there's a similarity there. It's not, like, totally different. Um, I don't know what a bad example would be. <laughs> oh, I have some. I think that they need to be professionals in general. It can't be someone working for... A, like a company that's not their own. I found that that to be um, not helpful because mm. they're not trying to achieve something. So what the first one that I started when I was still living in Las Vegas, there were, everyone had like a nutrition background, which was kind of helpful. Um, but I was the only one who was an entrepreneur in it. Everyone uh. else was kind of like in different nutrition journeys, but like not, not in that world at all. So I think you need to make sure that people are in business. They need to be in business for themselves to be able mm -hmm. to give you good insight into this. And I think that's imperative. Um, two industries that may not work are someone who has a like very old school mindset um, who may not be on the same. I, I think it just comes down to mindset, right? It's not necessarily two industries that would clash sure. per se. It, it really comes down to like the people around you, their mindset about business abundance and being able to think outside the box. So you want to find people who are thinking outside the box in their industry that could help you think outside the box in your industry and vice versa. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. And then lastly, on similar levels of experience, I would advise that you get people who are at a similar point in their path on their entrepreneurial journey. For instance, if uh, Chell and I invited Elon Musk into our mastermind, um, we first of all he would start talking about his uh billion dollar problems and we'd be like you're making billions of dollars how what <laughs> and and we would have very little to to do to help him <laughs> with that you'd just be like flabbergasted by his budget our <laughs> and mouths then, would just be like ah what? yeah and then when he turns to help us he'd be like why don't you have 500 employees i would just go hire people tomorrow <laughs> you know like yeah and and the the short of that is that Elon Musk would not be in, he would leave the mastermind very quickly. <laughs> He'd be like, well, I'm not really getting anything out of this. So um, make sure that you got people who are, you know, on a similar step and it doesn't have like Elon Musk is obviously quite a stretch of an example, but like, <laughs> you know, I know people in my networking group who have 17 employees, like they wouldn't be a good mastermind fit for me because they've, I'm very solopreneur grind, got a 10 hour a week assistant right now. Yeah. And, um, and she's been there, done that like 15 years ago and she's got 17 employees, you know? So like, um, it doesn't have to be like a complete, like other planet of, uh, experience to make it still not quite fit. Um, so keep that in mind. You want to, you want people who are going to push you, uh, but know where you are and really get where you are and are going to push you forward as opposed to having to wrap them, their mind around how far ahead you are or how far behind you are. And I think that take that with a grain of salt though, right? Cause like that doesn't mean ignore the person who has 
17 employees. You can still definitely learn something from that person, but not necessarily in a mastermind setting, right? So like still have a one-on-one with them, meet with them. Oh yeah, buy them coffee. (laughs) Yeah, buy them coffee. Like pick their brains, like see how they got there. See, ask them what struggles they had along the way because they have so many, so many more years of knowledge ahead of you and are so many first steps ahead of you that you can learn something. But for, as for as far as a mastermind goes, that's not going to be an ideal fit because you really need to be on a same page um, or just maybe like one or two steps ahead of each other in some different areas. Yeah, yeah, totally agree. All right, next one point. It's a big one for uh, people you're trying to ask to be in your mastermind is making sure that they and you are transparent and honest with each other. Um, masterminds can quickly devolve into a social club that meets for coffee. If people are just like, yeah, everything's fine. (laughs) Like even when everything's going great, there are things to work on. Um, and so people who are just kind of closed up for whatever reason, um, are not going to be an ideal fit, but also consider that not everyone is open with everyone else. Right. So, um, you could see a person as open and transparent, but then you bring Betty into the group and that person's not open and transparent with Betty, for instance. Like that's just how human relationships work. Right? Yeah. We're all, we all relate differently to one another. So um, it's not just a like, no, they've always been transparent and honest with me. Like also you got to consider like, okay, I'm going to bring them in and then I'm going to see if how they feel about Betty to make sure that everyone's, And when I ask Betty, I'm going to be like, can you be open and honest with me? And can you be open and honest with this person? You know, just to to make sure, because, you know, as much as you can, the due diligence is really going to help you out. Because otherwise, if you don't follow most of these rules we're laying down, your mastermind is going to dissolve relatively quickly and you will have wasted that time. You might try to start another one and, and you'll waste the time of starting that all up again as well. So, yeah, definitely. I think with transparency and honesty, like if you have like an internal issue within the the mastermind itself, bring it up and have that conversation with the people in the mastermind as well. So not just being transparent and honest with each other about some of the issues you may be facing um, within your own business, but if anything comes up within the mastermind, to be open and vocal about that as well. Yeah, I totally agree. And then the last point to make is be organized. And you don't have to do this all yourself. You can totally split up duties amongst the mastermind group, but somebody's got to be responsible for timing people to keep the meeting on time because otherwise people like Josh will blather on for way too long. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and, tr- and also like the timer really trains people to show up with notes, like oh, yeah. with what they want to say. Um, if you don't time them, then they'll just show up and kind of wing it and blather on too long while they try to find their point versus coming prepared. Um, so you want a timer, you want a, you want someone to schedule, uh, the masterminds, um, you know, maybe share a calendar link. If you, if you're meeting at a certain venue, make sure like, you know, when restaurants open up again and whatnot, we can all, uh, (laughs) Yeah. We can all meet at a restaurant, like make sure they got a table open for us if it's a busy time that we chose, you know, all this kind of stuff. Um, and and just be super organized about it and make sure either someone or everyone is taking notes so that it's not like, 
what did you say you were going to do last week? Let's let's waste part of your 20 minutes on recapping what happened last week, right? Versus just being like, oh, right, I know Chell said she was going to do this, and I said I was going to do this, and that's where we were, so that Chell can just come in and, and start with, this is where I am now, as opposed to, remember last month I said I was going to do this? <laughs> I think a good way to keep track of that is either Evernote or Trello. So those are two online platforms where you can see each other's progress, uh, whether you have like shared documents or everyone has their own and they just share their like share their boards with you. So that's a good way to set goals and like write all your goals down and then check mark them with a due date. Um, and then everyone can be held accountable and everyone can keep track of what they said during the meeting, especially if you're yeah. doing it virtually, like via Zoom. I feel like it's so super easy because like you see the person on the screen, you write it down, then they refresh their screen and then they can see it too. So Right. If you need to stay organized, definitely use some free online platforms like Trello or Evernote. Yeah. And then that hits on like a bonus point of why is the accountability like solopreneurs, much like I'm going to go to the gym and then I go, ah, I feel kind of tired. I don't really want to. Um, solopreneurs are in that boat versus like I have to go meet the group of people I meet at the gym or I have to meet my personal trainer. Um, having that mastermind to show up for for the meeting, but also to show up next month or next week and say, um, I did the thing I said I was going to do. I tried it. I tried what you guys said. Here are my results, you know, versus like, no, I didn't try it. I guess I'll try it next month. <laughs> you know? yeah. Having people to report to, um, even even if they don't necessarily hold you accountable in any punishing kind of way like Chell and I do on casual Fridays, Um <laughs> It's still it's still motivating. And so it's another another great reason to have a mastermind. I think so I've done it six weeks, a month, and every week. And I think every week holds me most accountable because it's fresh in my mind. So if you guys do start a mastermind and you can do it more frequently, even if it's only twice a month, it's gonna stay more fresh in your mind because you have accountability more quickly. Um, rather than kind of just letting it go by the wayside for three weeks and then being like, oh, shit, I have to do this. So, <laughs> That's a very good point. That's yeah. a very, very good point. The Unstuck Institute podcast is brought to you by my very own podcast startup course. Are you ready to make your voice heard? You don't need to be a tech geek to figure out everything you need to make that happen. The podcast startup course will walk you through everything you need to know to get started without breaking the bank. So log on to podcaststartupcourse.com backslash checklist now to download your free checklist on everything you need to know to get your podcast started today. And just for unstuck listeners, if you're interested in the podcast startup course, you can get 50% off. That's right, 50% off by using the offer code unstuck at checkout. Go to podcaststartupcourse.com. The Unstuck Institute podcast is also brought to you by our awesome new life book. Want to get a handle on your life and where you're going? Lack of productivity keeping you down? Download our free workbook to get clear on where you want to go in life and use the Lifebook system to help keep yourself on track to be more productive in your daily life. Download the Unstuck Institute Lifebook today at www.unstuck.institute slash lifebook. It's time for a recap. One, consistency is key. And attendance is mandatory. Two, similar levels of experience and mindset required. Three, be organized. 
And that's a wrap on episode 99. We're going to have episode 100 this Friday, Casual Friday, a special roundtable episode of the Unstuck Institute podcast. Website and show notes are at www.unstuck.institute. Remember to follow us on Instagram at unstuck.institute. Go back to episodes one, two, and three to learn more about the Unstuck Institute, Josh and myself. And if you love our podcast and would like to help us out, please leave us a review on Apple iTunes. It helps out the show a lot. If you leave us a five-star written review, you'll be entered in a drawing to win a 30-minute brainstorming coaching sesh with me and Josh. For instructions on how to leave a review, go to our website, unstuck.institute, and we'll announce the winner the first episode of the new year. And we'll talk to you on Friday for that special episode. Then we will be gone for a couple weeks for the holidays. So we will see you in the new year. Deliberately seek the company of people who influence you to think and act on building the life you desire. Napoleon Hill. It's because I'm talking to the right part of the microphone now.